0: to episode 33 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. My name is Simon Eager. I run Omniglot.com, the online encyclopedia of writing systems and languages. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about why people stop learning a language, why they give up, why they quit, and why I have quit learning certain languages as well. So earlier this week, I had, this idea came to me thinking, you know, at these troubled times we're in, quite a few people have a lot of time on their hands, and some people might think, oh, why don't I start learning a language? I've mentioned this in previous episodes, and suggested some ways you might get started with learning a language. But um, according to some statistics I've seen, people who are studying a language on their own particularly, often get so far, then give up. About 80 or 90% of people doing so will give up eventually. Whereas people studying with a teacher in a class are much less likely to give up. But at the moment it's not so easy to study in a class. I'm recording this on the 7th of June 2020. Uh, I'm in Wales in the UK and we are still in lockdown. Some of the restrictions were lifted this week. We can now go out for longer. Um, But we can't go more than 5 miles from our homes, um, unless it's for work, or for medical reasons. And um, we can visit friends, as long as we stay 2 metres apart. And ideally we're outside when we do so, so we can sit out in someone's garden, and uh, as long as they're not more than 5 miles away. Um, So, yes, going to a class. There's no classes happening at the moment, except online ones. And they're not quite the same really. Um, but yeah, so it is a problem. Many people, you know, might start off all enthusiastic learning a language, you say, Oh yes, this is exciting, something new and then after a while it starts to get difficult. You know, once you've learnt the basic phrases and you think, Oh yes this isn't too bad then you have to start learning more complicated things and there's more and more things to remember and it gets more difficult. So, yes, earlier this week I put a poll on the um, Omnigot Fan Club on Facebook uh, asking people, you know, if they'd ever given up learning a language and why did they give up. And the top reason um, among people who answered the poll was I lost interest. And the next reason was I didn't have enough time other reasons include, I'd got distracted, another language seemed more interesting, it was too hard, or there were inadequate language materials available. So these all got quite a few votes, and then there were fewer votes for other other um, reasons. So losing interest in learning a language, or anything else you might be learning, is a problem, obviously. Now I've lost interest in languages I'm learning. Um, Yeah, a few weeks ago I stopped learning Russian after learning a little bit every day for three years. I told myself that when I'd completed all the courses I was working on, on Duolingo, uh, monthly and Memrise, that I would put it on hold for a while and maybe start a different language or restart a language that I'd studied in the past. And I decided to have another go at Dutch. And I'd learnt a little bit before but not not in um, enough to have more than a very basic conversation. But uh, um, as I speak German and um, Swedish and Danish and English, of course, the Dutch is not so challenging. Compared with Russian, it's pretty easy, really. I mean, it has its own idiosyncrasies, its own challenges, but really it's a lot easier than Russian or German even. And similar in difficulty to say Swedish because, well no, no, it's a bit more complex in Swedish, the, the grammar is slightly more complex, the verbs actually conjugate for person and number as they don't in the most Scandinavian languages, or Swedish and Danish and Norwegian as far as I understand. Um, but it only has two genders um, and the pronunciation isn't too difficult and the spelling is fairly straightforward once you get the idea of it and there's some combinations of sounds and letters that might be difficult to pronounce for some people and I wouldn't say I've mastered it completely yet and that's something that takes time I mean pronunciation of a language is not something you can just learn and then you've got it and then you've read it perfectly. It's constantly listening and mimicking and tuning in and At the beginning, even, you'll be trying to perceive sounds that you're not used to hearing. Differences, subtle differences, maybe, between vowels or consonants that don't exist in your language. Or if they do, they're not considered separate sounds. They're considered allophones. That's variations on the same sound. So you've got to do a lot of tuning in to be able to actually hear the sounds and then to actually be able to make them, it helps if you know what you're supposed to be doing with your tongue and your teeth and your lips and everything, your vocal equipment. So yeah, pronunciation is, is something that takes time and practice and effort to get right, because you know, if you want to be understood and understand people well, you need to get it as as good as, as possible. I mean, you probably never sound exactly like a, a native speaker, but you can get pretty close. If you work at it. And, well that, yes, so I I started learning Dutch a few weeks ago and I'm finding that interesting and not too challenging, which is a a nice change from Russian. Um, So yes, so I I didn't lose interest in Russian exactly. I I had time, I got distracted I suppose, and found another language to study instead. So, yeah, that's why I I stopped learning Russian. I mean, I will probably go back to it at some point and try and learn more. And I think I've got to the stage where I can actually start to understand conversation to some extent and the gist of what people are talking about. It depends on the subject, of course, and some things will be easier to understand than others if I have the vocabulary. Um, But actually speaking the language and writing it, is another thing altogether and reading it fluently also takes practice of course, and I haven't had much practice of doing that except very short sentences and words and stuff which is not a problem Um, so yes, I will go back to Russian and I need to focus on trying to um, get to grips with the grammar and I've been trying to absorb it through extensive exposure to it and pick up bits and pieces from the explanations on Duolingo, in other places, but I think I need more um, structured approach to uh, really get to grips with it. I do have, um, I have several Russian courses I can use, and dictionaries, and grammar summaries and such like. So yes, I will probably go back to it eventually. And another language I started learning recently, because I thought, well, I finished all the courses. I was working on on memorise. I've been Doing Swedish and Danish and Russian and various other languages, and I'd finished all of those, and I thought, why don't I try and learn another language? Because I've got a lifetime subscription to to memorize, so I can use I can study any of the courses available there. So I thought, what should I do? And I chose Faroese because I thought, right, well, I've, I've studied a lot of the um, Germanic languages now know, uh, English is my native language, if you haven't guessed, and I studied German in school. I've been studying Swedish for the past three years, and a bit before then, and Danish for two years now. And I've done a bit of Icelandic as well, and I'm currently studying Dutch. So I thought, well, fairy can't be that difficult, can it? And there's, there's a course I'm, I found on Memrise, which I'm working through. It's fairly basic, but it's interesting to see the similarities and differences between the Faroese um, and the other languages I've studied in that, in that family. And I don't know much Icelandic, but that is the closest language to Faroese. So it, they don't, they look quite similar, but they sound a bit different. Faroese you know, pronunciation is um, quite different to Icelandic, in Icelandic you pretty much say pronounce everything as it's written. Um, There's a pretty close um, relationship between the written and spoken language. But in Faroese, you don't say all the letters, and then some letters have several different pronunciations, depending on where they are in a word. Uh, So, yeah, it's a bit more challenging, a bit like Danish, really. And so that's... um, bit about my current language studies. I'm continuing with Swedish, Danish and Czech as well. Um, yes, and I've, I've quit other languages in the past for various reasons because um, I've lost interest. The reasons I started um, studying them in the first place have changed. You know, I've the languages um, to prepare for trips to various countries and in some cases I thought I probably won't continue afterwards. I'll just learn enough to get by when I go there. And then afterwards, you know, if I have any other strong reasons to continue, I will do so, but probably won't. Yeah, but with other languages like uh, Italian and Portuguese and Spanish, you know, I started learning those in preparation for trips to places where I could speak them. And I thought, yeah, I'd probably continue learning them afterwards because I, I like these languages. Um, and I did so with Spanish. I've been studying that on and off for, for many years. But not so much with Portuguese and Italian, but I might continue with those at some point. Um yeah, I I often get distracted by <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah, I have a, a variety of interests, not just languages, which might surprise you to hear. Um languages are my one of my major passions, but I'm also very keen on music. Um and I write all the tunes and songs you hear in in these podcasts, I, I like to feature tunes and songs I've written. So on that note, here's a brand new one that I wrote uh, recently. This is a, a jig I wrote, uh, I think a few weeks ago, called Lifting the Lid, or Kodir Kayad. Lifting the Lid or Put the Arcaillad, the tune I wrote recently. And incidentally, the tune you hear at the beginning of this podcast is my theme tune called The Cats" or Cathode de played by me on the piano. So as I said, I often get distracted by various things. Um, it can be um, music or books or anything else. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm spending quite a lot of time on YouTube. Um, Often, before I get up in the morning, I'll be sitting in bed, I get up my phone, and when I've looked at my emails and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that nonsense, I'll start doing a few lessons on Duolingo and other apps, and then I'll do a few lessons in one language, and then before I start another language, I'll watch a few videos on YouTube, to kind of clear my mind and get into the mood for the next language. And quite a lot of the videos I watch are music, singing, instrumental music and such like, and I've discovered all sorts of amazing singers, songwriters, um, musicians and such like. And um, sometimes I find, or actually look for, I don't come across them by accident, um, groups and singers singing in languages I'm learning. So I found some good ones in um, Swedish and Danish and Russian and Czech and so on. And Faroese, in fact. I know one or two singers in Fero- who sing in Faroese who oh, I like. So, yeah, there's all these amazing resources out there. But it's very easy to get distracted. And you know how it is. You, you fall down the rabbit hole. And you say, oh, that video looks interesting. And you start watching that. And then you see other videos that might be interesting. You say, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? What's that? You know, and then an hour or two later you think, Oh, what was I looking for? What was I doing? Um. So yes, it's very easy to get distracted. Um. But you can use that kind of time online when you're looking at social media, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, to try and find content in languages you're learning. And I found that if you you look for, say, songs or uh, podcasts or whatever in the language you're learning and the comments under it, then often those comments will be in that language as well. And it's a good way to pick up um bits of the language. It's often quite informal, quite colloquial. There may be some swearing, some cursing and all that stuff if you want to learn that. Um, it depends on, on how uh, people comment on whatever it is um so yeah that's that's interesting. You can get um unofficial kind of ways of spelling things you can see um uh, uh, abbreviations uh you know, how people write out laughter and such like and and uh exaggeration and all sorts of interesting typographical um stuff <laughs> so yeah that's that's a great way to learn. I mean, you may think, oh yeah, I'm just watching YouTube, it's not proper learning, but yeah, it's all its all part of the, the language learning journey. You can say, "Yeah, well, I studied, I did some lessons, and then I watched some videos, and I've learned from both. You see, you're learning all the time, as long as those, those videos are in the language you're learning, or comments on them are in that language. And so, yeah, losing interest is another problem. Um... And not having enough time, that's a lot, um, and, uh, something that quite a few people mentioned in the poll on Facebook. They said, yeah, I um, just got too busy with other stuff. And that's happened to me. But yes, as I've mentioned in a few times recently, you know, in the past three years, I've gotten into the habit of studying every day without fail, do a few lessons on Duolingo and other apps. And it's just become part of my daily routine. And I you know, I don't want to stop my current streak, which is now up to one thousand and fifty one days, I think, on Curlingo, And there's no way I'm going to stop that unless you know things change radically. And for whatever reason I just can't continue studying like that. Um so another reason, another language seemed more interesting. Yes, I've mentioned that. And there's always more languages. There's 7,000 languages out there and many more constructed languages. So there's always another language that might be more interesting than what you're learning. Um, and another reason is it's too hard. Now everything takes effort. Anything worthwhile takes effort and time. Um, so yeah, learning a language is a big job. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to remember. Be able to, you need to learn how to use the language. Uh, in writing and in speech and to be able to understand it and to read it and to type it even so there's a lot to learn you need to learn the vocabulary and how to put the words together and how to manipulate them that's the grammar how they interact with each other they change in various ways or don't in some languages you just got to put them in the right order Um, so there's, there's, there's many things so like any task a big task one way to approach it is to break it down into smaller tasks and say, Okay, so in order to get here, these are the things I need to do and then work out how to do those and then break those down to smaller tasks and so on until you've got a series of steps you can follow and say, Okay, if I do this and then I'll be able to do this and then put those together and then I'll be able to do this and gradually you're building up and building up your knowledge. Before you know it, you might actually be able to use the language um fluently and competently, so yeah so some planning can be very useful in these circumstances when you're learning a new language or picking up a new skill, but there is quite a lot of um possibly boring drill involved i mean you can make it more interesting by um when you're learning to, uh, grammatical patterns, for example. Make up crazy sentences. Use the weird stuff that comes up onto your Lingo and other apps, or especially go In fact, um, yeah, you know, play with 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 the language. Make up ridiculous sentences, and um, that can that can be fun and help you remember things. But uh, if that's not your your cup of tea, that's not what you. that's 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 not um, how you roll. Then you know, find another way to make it more interesting. Apply it to your everyday life. Um, incorporate it into your daily routine. You know, whenever you've got spare moments, you know, think about what you're doing, what you're seeing. Describe it. Um, talk about you know, things you see, people you meet. Try and make up stories. Maybe you know, that's what I do when I'm traveling and I see people. And I think, you know, where, who are they? Where are they going? Where do they come from? You know, what do they do for a living? And if you see a group of people, you say, you know, how, how are they um, related? Are they um, family or friends or whatever? And um, you can make up little stories like that. Mm-hmm. It's a way to, to um, if you're a storyteller, it's a way to you know, come up with new ideas. But if you're learning a language, you can also use it to practice um describing people and situations and and whatever you see. So, yeah, there, there are ways to make the possibly boring aspects of language more interesting. Um, another problem that people mentioned is not having enough learning materials. Now, this is something I faced with Cornish, because I found you know, a Cornish course on Duolingo. No, no, no not on Duolingo yet. That would be great, but it's not there yet don't know if anybody's working on that, but uh, if you are, it would be very nice if you could manage that. Um, I mean, on memorise and on Say Something in Cornish. But, you know, I, I, I did these courses. I finished them. I learnt quite a bit, but not enough to have more than a very basic conversation. And then I looked for other material. And one problem with Cornish is that there are several versions of the revived language. And I learned one version, and then other courses I was looking for were in a different version. I thought, do I want to relearn everything, and everything slightly different, spelled differently and pronounced differently, and the grammar is even slightly different in this different version. And I thought, nah. If I find material in the, the version I learnt in the first place, then I'll continue. But I haven't done yet. I haven't looked very hard, actually. But... Um, I might might get back to that at some point. Um, And then, whatever reasons did people give? Um, It turned out to be not as important as previously thought. Hmm, interesting. So you start learning a language because you think it's going to be important for you, or for whatever reason, and then you learn it, and then it's, it's not quite as important or useful as you thought. So, you know, people... Might think at the moment that learning Chinese would be a very useful thing to do, because you know, China is a, a very large, populous country with a strong economy, and um, it might be a good idea to learn their language. I.e. Mandarin Chinese, which is the most widely spoken language as a native language in the world at the moment. But um, it's not automatically useful just to learn another language if you speak Chinese and you go to China then it is definitely useful to be able to get around and understand what's going on and to read things and all that, but it's not automatically going to get you a job or um, help you get a promotion or a better job or whatever it might do in some circumstances but uh, not necessarily so yeah, not learning a language just because you think it's useful is not perhaps the best um, reason to do so. It's good to have other reasons as well because it's interesting to you or because you have family who's speaking it or friends or you like visiting places where it's spoken or you you like the food of a particular country and you want to learn um, recipes so you need to be able to learn the language to understand them or you want to learn you know Argentinian tango or something so you learning Spanish will be a good idea or, you know, Cuban music or whatever. So yeah, Spanish is, is useful there as well. So yeah, having a good reason to learn a language or good reasons might might help you and make it less likely that you'll give up. Um now other people said they got stuck in a rut. That that can be a problem when you're learning a new language. You get so far then you feel like you're not making any progress. You think, I know the basics already, but how can I get further? And it, it does take time. I've seen graphs where the you go so far and then you, in what people call the valley of despair, where you're you're making progress, but it doesn't feel like it. Because if you continue studying, you'll continue improving. But until you get to a certain point, maybe you need a time actually in a place where the the language is spoken that's what i need certainly if i wanted to improve say my russian or czech to get to the next level i need to spend time in a russian or czech speaking environment and be immersed in that and use the language daily and i think in a matter of months probably i would get to the stage where i could um, converse confidently in these languages probably wouldn't be perfect i'd still make grammatical mistakes um but I would be a lot more confident than I am at the moment. But I haven't done that yet. Um, I haven't been to a Russian-speaking country, but I have been to the Czech Republic briefly, and I did use my Czech there, which was useful, but I didn't know as much at the time. So if I went back now, well, when when it's possible to travel, in fact, um, then I'd I'd probably be able to have more uh, meaningful conversations, perhaps. I did use a bit of Czech when I went to Slovakia last year. And I did actually learn a bit of Slovak before going there. And that was useful. I could understand quite a bit of what was going on. I could read read the signs and and menus and such like. So, yeah, that's... um, What else have we got? Motivation is always a problem. The more you have the more likely you are to continue with the language, but if you lose your motivation, then you're probably going to stop. Um Whatever reasons are people given to you? move to a different country or a different language, so maybe you're living in one country and you're learning the local language, and then for whatever reason, you have to or decide to move to a different country, and then maybe you'll start learning a new language. Yep, yeah, that's a, as good a reason as any to give up learning one language and learn a new language. Or, yeah, one person said, once he gets to a certain level, um, he stops actively studying a language and just uses it. Which, yeah, that's the level that yeah I always aiming for. You don't need to actively study language anymore. You can read books and understand films and TV shows and podcasts and radio and whatever, newspapers... I mean, you might not understand every, every word, but you can get enough to kind of know what's going on. And the more you do that, the better you get. So yeah, I've got to the, that stage with uh, a few languages, Welsh and French and Irish, I'd say. Um, not quite there with others. You know, I'd say I speak Chinese, Mandarin Chinese fluently, but really, you know, my, Reading and writing is not so good I haven't practised that too much. So I'm not actively studying any of these languages. I'm always um, ready to learn new things. And I go to a French conversation group every week, which is currently taking place on Skype, and regularly learn new words there. i probably forget them afterwards. But because it's on Skype and we write them down, I can go back over the chat and say, oh, oh, we've learned that last week. Um... And that might help it stick. So yeah, regular practice is the key there. So if you have ever given up on the language, you've quit, you've stopped learning it for whatever reason, yeah, would you like to leave a comment? You can go to radio.omigot.com to leave a comments on this and other episodes to find notes and links to any useful resources. And um you can contact me at feedback at Omnigot.com. If you'd like to make a donation, you can find donate buttons on the Radio Omnigot uh, website and on Omnigot.com. If you'd like to make a regular donation to support my work, then I would be very grateful you can do so at Patreon. That is patreon.com slash So, I think that's enough for now. I hope you found this interesting. Thank you for listening, and goodbye for now.